Welcome to Aura and Sage Cosmic Harmony. I'm your host, Chrissy Louise, and I'm here to shed some light on the astro, helping you to connect with your inner cosmic harmony. Hello, everyone. What a big new moon we've got to talk about today. So today's episode is going to be about this new moon in Cancer. And typically most people really focus on the full moons when it comes to astrological transits, but sometimes the new moons are just as potent. It really does depend on all of the astrological aspects and happenings that are occurring at the same time as the lunation. So this particular new moon in Cancer is very potent. There's a few reasons for that, and one of the big reasons is that within the hour or so after the new moon peaks, we have the nodes of fate changing from the personal signs Taurus and Scorpio to the interpersonal relational signs of Aries and Libra. So the north node is going to be shifting to Aries and the south node to Libra, which is going to set up the energy for the next 18 months of the collective. So that's a huge aspect to this new moon. But let's go back to the new moon in Cancer. So we've got the new moon in Cancer at 24 degrees. It peaks just after 4 a.m., 4.15, 4.30 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time on the 18th of July. And it's making quite a loose opposition. It's five degrees away of an opposition, but an opposition nonetheless to Pluto in Capricorn. And when the moon opposes Pluto, and especially this one here, Pluto in Capricorn is quite um, a, a big one because it's at the 29th Antarctic degree, an erratic degree, sorry. Um, it's quite intense transformation that occurs. So this new moon, it doesn't matter if you have cancer in your chart or not, will be definitely bringing change for you. New moons are typically associated with setting new intentions and we set the seed, we plant and we start to work towards something. The full moon, we see the peak of things and where we strip back and then we come back around to the new moon and reevaluate. This new moon is definitely about what needs to give, what needs to change. And it's around the theme of home. Cancer rules the home. In it's in um when the cancer when the moon is in cancer, it's in its uh, what we call domicile, its happy place. But there is that Plutonian aspect and also Uranian uh, aspect to this moon because it's got a, this moon is sextile Uranus and also trying to Neptune which is bringing it that quite undertone depth, the, the rumbling of the waters, if you like. And it can feel a little destabilizing and like an emotional tidal wave. So as I said, it's in its happy place, but there is this undercurrent, kind of like the dams are about to burst. Something has to give. Coming back to cancer ruling the home, this new moon is asking us to address, you know, where things at home haven't felt nurturing, haven't felt supported, or where things at home are being dragged down by the past. So home is where the heart is. And if there's no heart in the home, if there's no love and nurturing and support, then is it really home? This is a really important thing to ponder. And it's not saying that you need to drastically change your home at all. It might be just making small changes and tweaks to make your home environment feel more loving. It might be having those hard conversations. 
Mars was also opposing Saturn during this new moon, which, you know, Mars is blocked by Saturn. That can be a lot of tension and friction when it comes to Mars opposing Saturn during this lunation. But hard conversations need to be had regardless of tension and friction. And so we need to be able to sit in those hard conversations and regulate our emotions because cancer is very emotional deep down under that hard exterior shell, you know, the the walls that cancer will put up inside it's deep and mushy and emotional. And we need to be able to have those hard conversations and feel the feelings and know that they are there to be looked at for us to grow and for us to evolve and learn and change and develop and adjust. It's it's not always something's not right, so it needs to end. Change isn't necessarily ending. It could definitely be because there's that square to the nodal axis with this moon. So it could definitely be a huge death. But that death can be micro deaths within us. That endings and beginnings might not be literal, tangible endings and beginnings that someone else can see from the outside in. It might be stopping patterns. It might be, I'm no longer doing this. Regardless, there is a deep purging and releasing and things do need to change. So any old patterns that aren't feeling loving or aren't feeling in alignment of your truth or where you want to go, they need to go. The old patterns need to go. And the only way we can change those things is often through having hard conversations. It's when we have that conversation with another that we truly realize what needs to shift within ourselves and perhaps even within dynamics. It's all good to do that work within yourself and absolutely you will get something from it, but it is within relationships where we fully grow and change because relationships provide a mirror to us. They provide that that the dynamic where sometimes we don't see how we're showing up or maybe how we show up changes according to who we're showing up to. And sometimes we need to have that feedback and getting that feedback can be hard and it can bring up a lot of stuff. So just be aware though, if these hard conversations are being wrought with power control dynamics, because if you get stuck in power and control, who's right, who's wrong, if you're winning, if you're losing, those sort of dynamics as well, you're not going to get anywhere. So be aware if that's coming up within yourself. And, you know, if there are people that are choosing to be stuck in that scorpion shadow, maybe you do need to remove yourself from them. So changes can happen in lots of different ways. When we talk about those old dynamics and patterns that are hindering your heart to be able to move forward, it could also be to do with not being able to let go of the past. We've got a lot of that past density in this this sort of lunation, especially with Saturn in Pisces there and Neptune in Pisces. Neptune is making that trine to this new moon. We might find ourselves holding on to past hurts, past grievances, past pain if you like especially when it comes to relationships and then a lot of that shadow energy influenced by Scorpio will start to come out Pisces does have a hard time letting go letting go of the past that energy is is very sentimental so it has a hard time of of moving on but we cannot bring in the new if we're still carrying the old and sometimes the carrying of the old can affect how we're showing up in the now 
Maybe those wounds that we're carrying or the hurts that we're carrying have caused us to become in a certain way or show up in a certain way that is not the best version of ourself. So we need to be really honest with ourselves under this lunation. If we are holding on to the past or if we're pushing down feelings, suppressed feelings from the past that have become in the subconscious or we are ignoring our needs and settling for just comfortable and for mediocre, then this energy is going to be what will continue because it is a doorway for the next 18 months. And the reason it's a doorway for the next 18 months is we have the nodes of fate shifting, as I mentioned earlier. So we've been in the North Node Taurus, Taurus, South Node Scorpio for the last 18 months. It's brought a huge amount of that physical uh, challenge, if you like, into the earthly plane. And what I mean by physical is that the, you know, the supplies have been the food supplies, the 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 electricity demands, the the gas and the oil and the money and the financial crunches we've all had. This is all Taurus ruled stuff. This has all been in in play over the last eighteen months. Think about what's shifted there. And even real estate, how much that shifted in the last 18 months. So Taurus is all about money, really, because it's a value. And so Taurus is also, that North Node in Taurus has also started to shift relationships. And that is going to continue as we get into the axis of Aries and Libra. Libra is very self-sacrificing, and that's where the South Node will be. The South Node is the karma that the collective have to work through. The South Node is often what can be exaggerated when people are in shadow energy and you will start to see shadow Libra more than you normally would in the collective. And shadow Libra is self-sacrificing. It's it's doing things for other people that you actually don't really want to do. It's saying yes, but inside you want to say no. And then you harbor this resentment and which becomes sickness later in life and cancer and literal sickness. I'm not talking zodiac cancer there. Libra is that fence sitter, the one that doesn't want to have an opinion for fear of ruffling the feathers, the people pleaser, the fawn within us in our nervous system. And so that is the south node energy of Libra and Venus rules Libra. So Libra is relationships, massively in relationships. And then Aries, Aries, the flip side of that. Aries is about putting in those boundaries where you need to set them. This is the north node. This is where the collective needs to go. And we want to make sure, though, over this next 18 months that we don't become hyper-independent and push community and people away because that is not what the energy is going forward. And often when the nodes shift, there is an overcorrection and it starts to sort itself out over the next 18 months. So I wouldn't be surprised for the first part of this transit of North Node in Aries that we have people becoming overly independent, overly self-sufficient where I don't need anyone, I don't need you and you become bitter and closed off when you're like that because our human nature is to be with other people, is to interact, is to commune, is that tribal aspect to us. So, you know, when when the North Node's moving in Aries right after this lunation, it's about moving from we to me. How are you always always having to consider the needs of others and then hear your needs of yourself are being abandoned. It's learning the give and the take. It's about prioritizing your own sovereignty and listening to your own inner authority. 
And, you know, when these nodes shift, they're going to nodes move backwards, obviously. So it's going to shift to 29 degrees, which will be square Pluto making this this massive karmic transformation on the collective. It is a huge, huge week. I cannot stress that enough. So these nodes square Pluto, it's it's anything that you know, hasn't you haven't been honoring, if you like, if you haven't been honoring yourself, there's going to be massive shifts and transformation. Pluto will not let you get away with that. Rewriting, revisiting things in your life, soul contracts in your life, especially. And if it's not soul contracts ending and saying goodbye to people, maybe it's rewriting how those soul contracts are playing out in your life. And going, hang on now, I'm going to have this hard conversation and I need to be really clear because clear is kind and we need to remember that. We've also got Venus retrograding, be- ret- retrograde beginning in a week and that's going to be huge. We're already in the pre-shadow of this. It's going to be massive relationship focus going forward. So what we need around this lunation is a deep vulnerability a radical honesty, and ultimately a trust, a trust in others, but most and most importantly, above all, a trust in self, a trust in the universe that things happen for a reason and the universe is always conspiring for us. Whenever we are feeling things, we might go, I want it, I want it to go away, I don't want to feel this anymore. But if we're feeling something, it's because we need to go into it. And we need to get really curious, not judgmental, curious on what it's trying to tell us and then act from there. So trust yourself, trust those things that are coming up, the conversations that need to be had, even if they're hard, know that you've got this and you can do this. So that's this new moon in Cancer, guys. As I said, it's peaking around just after 4 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time on the 18th of July. And the energy will definitely be potent for the next three days or so. But we've also got that nodal axis shift squaring Pluto and then Venus retrograde. So big, 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 big energy, especially to do with relationships. And don't forget relationships are also um, familial, so family. And with this new moon in Cancer, it's very much mother energy because Cancer is mother, moon is mother. That combined plus all this other relationship that I um, mentioned, um, you know, the mother wounds and the, the way you're feeling about where you, you feel like you need to mother other people or you're mothering someone else or you're not being nurtured yourself. Um, maybe you need to be your mother to your own inner child. Um, there's going to be a lot of that coming up as well. So be really kind to yourself. It'd be a beautiful time to get in water. Okay, especially with cancer being a water sign, long showers, magnesium baths, um, ocean swims, whatever it is, immerse yourself in water is the best advice I can give you. Drink lots of water and, you know, this too shall pass. Ride the wave and don't, you know, sit in your bed and hide yourself under the covers. This too shall pass. It'll pass. It'll pass. I don't need to do anything about it. It's this will pass. I've got this and I'm open and trusting. And that is the key. So again, thank you for uh, listening today, guys. If you haven't yet followed me on social media, remember it's at Aura and Sage. There's a double A in there. On my website, it's auraandsage.com. It's been really lovely lately over the last few weeks doing mini-me readings, reading people's children's chart for them. 
I've got a background in primary school teaching. I'm still currently part-time primary school teaching. And so education and child development, child psychology is really important to me. And it's been really amazing reading people's charts from that aspect and that lens. And especially being a mama myself, um, it's been so foundationally important to understand my son's chart. So I might jump on here and do an episode about that soon to give you guys more insight and understanding on how that can help you going forward. Until next time, take care.